Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as usual, this time on a Monday morning, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com, T-H-E-K-O-U-K.com, or on Twitter using the handle The Kook. Stephen, good morning. Good morning, Sean. Quite the labour market we have here in Australia, Stephen. Well, last week's news was, again, a surprise to the consensus. We had you know, more than 30,000 jobs created again, the unemployment rate stayed at 3.5%. So just within a tiny fraction of a, being at a fresh 49-year low. Um, so whichever way you cut it, there's still some residual demand for workers. Even though the economy is slowing down, uh, there's still some hiring going on. So it might just be still a little bit of catch-up from the COVID lockdowns that when there was this you know, very acute uh, skills and labour shortage. So maybe there's that residual hiring going on. But whichever way you cut it, it's a, it's a good result. It's a, it's a really nice to see the unemployment rate staying at 3.5%. Yeah, although it's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because we heard Michelle Bullock, the incoming Reserve Bank Governor, talk about the need for us to lose jobs and to get the unemployment rate up to 4.5%. Uh, so it's kind of, it's not all good news when you have a strong labour market. Yet the lower the unemployment rate, the more likely we are to see interest rates go up as a rule of thumb. You know, it's not a, again, not locked into the mix, but if we do get a very strong labour market, it's a sign that perhaps there's some wage pressures going. So Michelle Bullock's point was a good one. I think when she's discussing what sort of unemployment rate do we need to keep wages in check and therefore inflation in check, she and the Reserve Bank have come up with a figure of about 4.5%. The test of that will actually be probably next month when we get the June quarter wages numbers because it would be you know quite interesting and might well sort of suggest that that four and a half percent that Ms Bullock was looking at might be a little high if we get wages growth still you know hanging around that 3.6 3.7 3. 3.8% annual growth rate with an unemployment rate really locked in at three and a half percent maybe the four and a half percent's too high and the reserve bank fear of this wage price spiral might not be quite as likely as they're sort of hinting at. You are an optimist, Stephen, no doubt about that. And that, of course, brings us on to this week and the CPI, the inflation figures are out. It's the big one. Huge. It's the quarterly CPI as well as the monthly CPI. We know that the Bureau of Statistics has been experimenting, I suppose is the word, with a, with a monthly inflation number, which isn't as comprehensive as the quarterly number. It's still a really interesting indicator of price pressures, particularly when inflation has been the yeah, the big worry for the economy over the last couple of years. But the quarterly result, that's the one that's got all of the bells and whistles included in it. So the market's looking for another further you know, moderate deceleration in inflation coming in annual terms from 7% down to around about 6.4%, I think is the consensus. That implies a quarterly increase of about 1.2%. We know that there's still a few price pressures going on in the services side of the economy. Anything lower than that will be most welcome. It'll be hinting that, you know, clearly that inflation's on a on a downward trajectory. And um, let's hope that there's downside surprise to the number that comes out later this week. Okay, so if we do get a number that's six percent or lower, I mean, is that enough for the Reserve Bank to stay on pause? <sighs> a very, very good question. In concert with the labour force numbers, and again, other sort of global developments that'll be part of their thinking. I think when we look at an annual figure, you've got to remember that So even with this June quarter, 2023 number, we have got the quarterly increases in inflation in September last year, December last year, and they were higher results. And the RBA hiked because of them. So to have a look at them 
again, you'd almost be double counting. So in a sense, that's where we look at the quarterly results. And so that's where the situation is if the quarterly figure is near 1%, say, you annualise that, it's approximately 4%. So you can sort of you know, cut and dice the numbers 101 different ways. But if we get a figure below 6%, you're getting enough momentum to the downside to at least keep the discussion at the board meeting next week that do we, do we hold or do we only go 25? Okay, Stephen. So the other bit of economic news out this week is retail sales. Retail sales for June. And you might recall that uh, in May, we had a bit of a jump in retail sales. 0.7% was the previous month's result. It was said to be linked to a few special sales, more aggressive discounting from retailers as they're dealing with the the weakness in retail spending. So the market consensus now is for a flat result in the month of June, which will be indicating that in volume terms for the June quarter, the last three months together, we'll get a figure that's broadly flat. So we consumers are responding to cost of living pressures, to the interest rate hikes that have been delivered, obviously, and we consumers and the retail sales numbers will be pretty soggy. I don't think we're going to get a strong number, particularly also given where consumer sentiment is. And that's been very, very weak for the last, well, 12 months and getting weaker, in fact. Indeed. Uh, Just quickly, we also have the US interest rate setting body, the Fed Open Market Committee meeting this week. Will they go on rates? Look, I I think so. Again, really important. You you were discussing what the Reserve Bank might think about next week at its board meeting. You know, what's happening in the global economy is very, very important. And uh, so what happens in the US, of course, dominates your market sentiment. It dominates sort of economic conditions. On balance, I think the Fed goes that, you know, even though we had a lovely downward surprise to inflation in the US a week or 10 days ago, you know, annual inflation is down to 3%. You know, it, it hit 9%, it's down to 3 So who says interest rates don't work? They do. So that's the discussion that the, the Fed's going to be looking at. And similar to Australia, you know, they've got signs that the economy is slowing, inflation's falling, but they've got a really resilient labour market. They've got an unemployment rate around about 3.5% as well. And, you know, maybe just one final hike. That might be the thing that uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve delivers, Jer- Jerome Powell, a 25-point hike, taking the US interest rates to around 5.5%. That might just be about it. But there's a slight probability they're on hold. But, uh, yeah, it's always a, a bit of a mugs game forecasting things uh, when we don't know exactly what they're thinking. Mm, indeed. Stephen, have a great week. Thank you, Sean. That was economist Stephen Kukoulis. You can find him at thekook.com and on Twitter using the handle thekook. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fear and Greed, the week ahead. <laughs> 